Story Kids is proudly in partnership with the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Do you know what time it is? Yes, it's time for Story Kids. Welcome to Story Kids, where we talk to young people about their original stories and bring them to life with amazing actors, music and sound. My name's Amelia, and today we have Chapter 3 in our That Strange Night series, written by young author siblings Edo and Gabs. Now, if you've not heard any of their earlier chapters, pause right now and head to Season 1, Episode 2 for Chapter 1, and Season 2, Episode 5 for Chapter 2. We're sure you're about to become big fans. In this chapter, titled The Grand Escape, our main characters Harold and Pimpy are stuck in an alien jail, forced to eat revolting slobber. Will anyone rescue them? We'll hand over to their narrator-collaborator, the incredible star of stage and screen, Virginia Gay, to tell us more. Chapter 3. The Grand Escape. By Eduardo and Gabriella. Remember the last time when Pimpy and Harold were surrounded by nasty aliens on the Oval? They had no way whatsoever of getting out. And they didn't. Harold and Pimpy are currently serving a life sentence in alien prison. Hey, Harold, said Pimpy. Are you hungry? Harold and Pimpy are sitting on a stone bench in the cafeteria, waiting for their dinner. Yeah. I am very hungry, actually. I thought we would get our alien slobber by now. Slobber is a green, mushy, wet food that the aliens feed Harold and Pimpy. They eat in a noisy, moldy hall full of stone benches. It's like a cafeteria, but it's full of hungry aliens. Mm, said Harold. All these years at the prison and we're still stuck here. There are hundreds of aliens in the cafeteria. It's a sort of dungeon with immense stone walls. Escape is impossible. As Harold and Pimpy think yet again of an escape plan, they hear a clickety-clack at a small grate by their feet. Did you hear that? asked Pimpy. What? replied Harold. But then they both heard another sound. But this time it was a fizzing noise, and they noticed that the bars were smoking and bright red. They stared at the floor in shock. As the smoke cleared, the head of an old lady emerged from a hole in the floor. I recognize you, said Pimpy, as the old woman climbed into the cafeteria. It was the grandma who had given them the alien goggles. She had told them the prophecy and tried to help them. The aliens were slurping their slobber and were slowly starting to notice the three weirdos. Some were turning their alien heads towards them. Kids, I'm busting you out. Get out of the way! Grandma screeched. At this point, Harold and Pimpy noticed that Grandma is holding something in her hand. It has a P 
chin sticking out of it. The aliens are stirring and about to move closer. What's that? Hang on. No, you can't do it, says Harold. He turns to Pimpy and yells. She's got a grenade! And as he says this, Grandma pulls the pin and throws it into the cafeteria full of aliens. And now we have approximately 30 seconds to get out, says Grandma. Toxic white smoke starts to pour out of the grenade. Pimpy notices that the aliens close to the smoke start to fall. No, says Harold. Don't kill them. Oh, don't worry, my pumpkins. They'll wake up soon. It's only a mild sleeping potion, says Grandma reassuringly. Aliens are dropping to the floor everywhere. As the smoke starts to reach them, Grandma jumps into the hole in the floor and says, Oh, come on, kids. We're going home. Harold and Pimpy follow Grandma. They are now in a tunnel beneath the cafeteria and they walk for several hours. They are barely conscious. They can hardly keep their eyes open. At one point, Pimpy passes out and Grandma drags him by the feet through the slime. Finally, they arrive in a giant cavern. It's a dirty room that smells like seaweed. High above in the ceiling, they can see the roots of a tree. And the whole thing is held up by pillars. It's full of ragged-looking people, and Harold can see a hospital treating the sick. Welcome to the resistance, says Grandma. It's always a blast chatting with Edo and Gabs over Zoom. We talked about how we thought this would be the final chapter of the story, but there's probably one more to go to get it tied up neatly. Tell me about how you've gone about creating this chapter. Well, we originally thought that we could call it that because, you know, it's it's the final chapter and that's, you know, how we wrap it all up. So mm-hmm. we thought that it'd be a good name for it. And we sort of, our dad gave us sort of this cafeteria idea and then we used part of that, but not all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's one idea. The way we came up with um, them eating slobber is because um, every day we feed our dog this disgusting um, chicken slobber um, and we've got to push it out and it's disgusting, smells terrible. So we thought it would be funny if Harold and Pimpy could then eat that slobber. We get a little visitor uh, who comes up yes. from the basement. Tell me about how you made that decision. So from the last book, I think, do you remember the old lady in the tent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, we thought it'd be cool if she could come back and bust them out for the last thing because, you know, since she sort of got them into this whole thing about the aliens and they sort of went around and stuff, and so... We sort of thought if she came back to then help them out when they were in the alien prison, it'd be sort of cool. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love that idea that you've managed to get some um, characters, not only just your main characters, Harold and Pimpy, but some of the other characters and brought them into this chapter as well. Yes. So how did you get this idea about that there was a hospital and there were people being treated and it was all underground? Where did that come from? It's sort of a cool escape route to just go underground, you know, nobody would really look under there. And 
also we thought um, if there were more of them, like, you know, star, sort of like Star Wars, you know, they could also help in future stories, maybe fight off the aliens with them. I'm so fascinated by this setting that you've got here, the giant cavern. Where did you get that idea with the dirty room and what it smells like? Where did that come from? Well, some it's sort of like in Harry Potter where they've got that secret chamber. I don't know if you read it or not. Mm-hmm. They've got that um, chamber that opens to them when they want it. When oh, the room it. of requirement. Yeah. It's sort of like that um, in some ways because that's where they sort of refuel and stuff and get their energy back and then they go back into fighting sort of. Do you think some of these aliens could still turn back into humans if we did the right spells or the right? Oh, yeah, yeah. that'd yeah, be perfect. Oh, instead of a um, prison, we could have a sort of, um, so the grandma and the kids could try and make a cure to um, turn the aliens back into um, yeah, like humans and the instead of a giant prison, it could be like a, a place where, they turn them back into yeah, humans. Like a vaccine, like COVID or something. Oh, you guys, I'm loving where this is going. Yeah, but maybe instead of a vaccine, they just have to eat like a special jelly or something that tastes delicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we loved the way Edo and Gabs were able to carry their primary and secondary characters from one chapter to the next. We hope you're all inspired to embark on an epic masterpiece of your own. This is the final episode of Story Kids for Season 3. We're smack bang in the middle of all the work needed to embark on season four. Make sure you follow us in your podcast app so you get the episodes as soon as they drop. And while you're there, we'd love it if you could give us a nice review too. While you're waiting for the next season, you can always head over to our website, which has a mailing list, a great set of activities to get your creative juices flowing, and a section on how to submit your own stories. Check it out at storykids.com.au. Story Kids was written and created by me, Amelia Christo, and Verity Hunt-Ballard in partnership with the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation. Sound production and theme song are by Paul Rusk. Many thanks to the amazing Virginia Gay and our prolific young authors, Edo and Gabs. Until next time, thanks for listening. And remember, there are so many ways to be a story kid. Do you know what?